Cast. What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. See something really scary? You bet. Music, horror, art, politics, and overall badassery. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio for real on Society 13 Networks. I want you to take these cheap motherfuckers and wipe your ass with them. <laughs> Welcome to part two of the Indianapolis Days of the Dead convention sort of audio. Um, <laughs> yeah, you were there, Misty. Um, yeah, our sound yeah. is our sound isn't always that bad. Uh, it's just uh, it, it was so loud there yeah it was not the optimum conditions for recording <laughs> so <laughs> I'd, convention. Ap- I'd apologize but i really don't want to apologize to anybody <laughs> it just you know um just some great interviews here john russo tells a great story we got bill mosley later on which is always the highlight of my day when i go out to indianapolis and uh i don't know i had run in with sin Haig, which was pretty funny um <laughs> stalking him into the elevator and he was really cool about it yes um, the scary part was I had left my mouse in the um, lounge after a night of debauchery, and uh, I had to go in there the next morning to get it, and it was still there. And poor, poor said Hag, after me following him into the elevator the night before to you know take a picture, um, he said they're having breakfast, and there I am again. They're letting me into this darkened lounge. I, I emerged out of a darkened lounge with a mouse in my hand. And, you know, all I could say was, how's the, how's the eggs? And he just kind of <laughs> laughed. Poor guy was probably like, what the heck? It's him again. Yeah, at first he looked at me like, oh, Jesus, it's him again. But, um, yeah, it was a great show. Uh, you're going to hear some Spider Mountain again. That's Bill Mosley's group. Probably going to play The Sex Life of a Punk, which is a good song. Um, and I don't know. What else did you see there? Did you, did you have fun? Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun. Um, I think the people there were really enthusiastic. There were a lot of, um, people were just really into it, let's just say. Very loud. <laughs> very loud. They were very into it. It yeah. was a good thing. The tables were surrounded all the time. <clears throat> we shared, we shared tables with Burning Bowl Publishing, of course, Gary Vincent, John Russo, and the guys from Belly Timber. Uh, my new friend, Salone Sangaris, which you've heard already. You'll hear him again. Um, he's a riot. He's a great author and a scarier actor, I think. I, I also, I saw the trailer. Everybody should see the trailer for Belly Timber. It's going to be a great horror movie. It's going to be a cult classic, and that's what I have to say about that. Uh, Bobby Eastley, or Robert Eastley, is a great director, great guy. You heard him on the first half, um, and you heard, well, you heard a little smidgen of him just a little bit ago, too. Um, I don't know. Any highlights? You, you, um, highlights. You like you like buying trink- trinkets. I do like buying trinkets. Leave me alone. A lot of trinkets. Yeah. There was some, there was some pretty cool stuff there. Yeah. yeah. And of course, Byron Winton, who traveled along with us, um, he did well. He did very well selling his art. Check out his artwork, uh, and hit up Byron Winton on Facebook. 
All right. Well, um, I don't know. I guess I'm going to let loose the uh, horrible audio of <laughs> the Indianapolis. Oh, show. please. We're not always that it bad, was, folks. It was so. on-site audio. That's why. Yeah, I, we're much better. Not in the studio. <laughs> you want a good interview? We uh, come to the studio or Skype with us. And uh, as always, uh, go to www.fairlydarkproductions.com. Hit me up. And um, next week, July 15th, is the book signing at the Tiki Lounge, if you happen to be in the Pittsburgh area. Tiki Lounge on the south side um, with Todd Sheet DJing. I will have my, my books there. And my new one, it is the book release party. I'm looking forward to that. How about you? I'm, I'm counting off the days. <laughs> Hopefully we get a good turnout. Uh, mm-hmm. Stop by and meet David there. I hope so. And mostly just come in and have a few drinks and have a good time. I need numbers there, folks. Uh, it'd be good to have a good showing there. I did the first time, total sellout, and I sold out, which was nice. But, uh, you know, I'm doing this for the, the other folks, uh, especially the Tiki Lounge folks. And I want to thank my friend Ken Lex for the artwork, too. Fantastic stuff. All right. Um, I guess we'll get into these interviews. We're going to yeah. start off with a little John Russo, I think. Okay. Enjoy. Yeah. And we are back here with Kettle Whistle Radio, and uh, of course, a repeat performer that one of our favorites is back here. Uh, we have Mr. The Great John Russo sitting with me right now. Well, I'm glad to be here, Dave. Thanks. Well, we've been having fun, I think. What do you think? I had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, three days at Days of the Dead in Indianapolis and partying every night and uh, making good, pretty good connections, having fun with the fans. and. Uh, I love doing these things. I do maybe uh, 20, 24 events every year, so uh, I have fun at all of them. Yeah, I know you do. You have, oh, your fans come out in flocks, and I saw that last night. I couldn't even get close to you. I mean, like me and Gary couldn't get close to you with all your fans flocked around you. I know you were having a good time. I don't know about that. Every time we stepped away, another one stepped in. pretty well at <laughs> he does pretty well. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, everybody's at John's table, I'm just saying. Um, now, you have something new you're working on right now? You want to talk uh, well, about? I'm always working on new things. This I know. I just, I just finished a short novel called American Murders, and, uh, of course, Gary Vincent and Burning Ball Publishing, who also published your novels. Yes. So, um, I have, have published or republished some of my work and some of the new stuff. So one of the big things that we're into now with Gary, Gary and I, Vincent, uh, we're getting ready to uh, start advertising a writing seminar. Oh really? Okay. And, uh, figure that uh, who's better qualified to do that than us? Because uh, you know I've got twenty some books published and they've sold millions of copies and. 25 countries, and uh, Gary has published over 70 uh, books from uh, writers he knows the publishing game, and people that want to can come to this seminar and really learn how to. Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome, I, and yeah, I know yeah. you're you're no stranger to teaching people, that's for sure. Um, there's a lot of people, younger people, have been coming up to you, like our friend Christy Ray, who was on earlier. Mm-hmm. She's a fantastic actress and looks up to you and everything you've done. And I, I love that there is that dichotomy of you know of the, the writer versus yeah. well, the that, actresses. And that's one of the good things about these conventions. You know, I did I've met Christy at uh, one of the conventions. I don't remember which one, but she's in this uh, in a movie. And I looked at the trailer and I can see that she has a lot of talent and she has the looks to go with it. The other thing she has is brains. You know, she really... Uh, she's a salesman. She's very astute with what's going on in the business. Yes, yes. And she she can market like crazy. You've gone yeah. to their table, you know. But you won't watch the movie. <laughs> well, I am going to watch the movie. Uh, Gary's going to... Uh, I, use, I don't watch a lot of horror films because... Yes. I don't want to be influenced by other people's ideas, and I don't want to get accused of, well, I saw this movie, so I stole this idea right. here or there. So I don't watch a lot of them unless there's a special reason, like casting. Yes. Or um, I wanted to see, finally I saw I saw uh, um, 28 Days Later. The oh, reason okay. I watched that is because I was using... Canon XL1 cameras in my movie workshop, and I wanted to see what the blow-up looked like, because they shot with Canon XL1, so, you know, a special reason, so now I'm going to watch uh, uh, Christie's film, because, you're gonna love uh, it. you know, I may, uh, think I'd, I'd like to keep her in mind for casting purposes, so, 
so I will watch the movie. She's phenomenal. And the, the movie is, it's nothing, I mean, I, I haven't seen anything quite like it. Um, and I would only, I wouldn't steer you wrong, I'm just saying. Well, the director I saw with the trailer, and I told him, uh, and Christy, that a lot of people don't know how to make a good trailer, but they have an excellent trailer, oh, which wow. goes to show that they know how to work it. Yeah, and you can see his uh, skills as a filmmaker just in the trailers. So. Yes, Joe Stauffer. Yeah. yeah. Nice guy, too. Um, yeah, they know about you, too. I said, you know, don't worry, John's going to watch your movie, I promise. And, she, and, and Christy said, he says he doesn't because he doesn't want to be influenced. I was like, oh, yes, I know he says that all the time. I'm used to it. She, even she knows. That's I'll go funny. Over. I'll go see her and I'll tell her I'm going to watch the movie. I think <laughs> yeah. I already told her. Yeah, well, she'll be proud of that. She's a good kid. Um, let's see. Well, what else do we have going on? Oh, you know what I want to ask you? What was the all right, craziest fan moment that you can remember in recent years? Maybe even yesterday. Fan, a fan, fan moment. I know they ask you some pretty crazy things sometimes. I'll tell you, I, yesterday I told this story. It's not a fan moment, moment exactly, <laughs> but it's one of the funny things that happened. And, uh, it, was a, it was some years ago. We were just editing the movie Midnight. And there's a scene in there where John Amplis playing one of these phonies. He's actually a killer, but he's in a cop uniform. And they attack these kids that are camping up, and John kicks one of them in the groin. <laughs> so we were editing that scene, and uh, we were in a building where there was, you know, the filmmaking, editing room, and so on. But the rest of the tenants in the building were all professional people, like doctors and dentists. <laughs> so, so Paul McCullough and I are running this scene back. There had been some break-ins there in the filmmaking oh, equipment stolen. So there's a there's a uh, a bell that's going to ring if anybody comes in the, through the door. So we're running this the sound takes back and forth over the sound reader trying to pick a place to do an edit so you're having hearing these repetitive loud screams and then the bell went off so I rolled my chair back and I looked down the hall to see if it's going to be somebody out to steal something or what because it's like 7 o'clock in the morning oh boy and, or no it must have been later because nobody was down there I'm looking, I'm staring down the hall, and then this guy in a suit and tie peeks around the corner with a scared look on his face, and he looks at me for a long time, and then he says, are, are, you, are you the dentist? And he figured... If I was making my patient scream like that, Jeez. he was going to find another place. Yeah, you're going to have a get his movie. teeth clean. <laughs> Doctor Payne. Yeah. So that was one. Of, that, that that's one of the really funny. That was hilarious. You're killing me. I can't even talk right now. Oh, that was good. I, I think I, heard, I might have heard a little bit of that story once before, and I, I, that's, it kills me every yeah. time. That's good stuff. Uh, okay, how about worse moments? The, uh, I know you had a lot of bad, well, hardships making movies in the style that you do, but do you have, what, do you have uh, one tale you can tell us that from the past you aren't too proud of or had to <laughs> get, get bail somebody out? No, no, I, I mean, I always do the best job I can. I, yeah. I work hard and I never give up, and I never say it's a wrap till I know I have a scene. And I'm pretty really skilled at getting performances out of people even yes. if they've never acted before. So this one time we had a scene where it was a it was a satire on it was the bo booby hatch ah. satire on just about everything sex and love and <laughs> sexual perversions we satirized everything and so the movie Mash was out and we were satirizing that even it. so in this factory where they make sex products there's some Somebody on a loudspeaker all the time with this real sweet feminine voice, you know, making announcements about the testing schedules and things like that. And then when you finally see her, even though she sounds real sexy, she actually weighs about 350 pounds. Oh, no. And she's got a microphone on the table, but the table is a conference table, just laden with every kind of cookie and pastry and rich, creamy things that you can think of. So when the, 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 the shock is like, Finally, revealing what she looks like and when she's as food a So I'm thinking, well, maybe how are we going to cast this? Because most women are not going to want to be casting something 
because they're so grossly overweight. Hmm. But we got lucky. We let this uh, this singer, who did, did very good singing, entertained in country clubs and so on, and she was heavy, and she was agreeable to do the part. So we start shooting the damn thing, and she's supposed to say, uh, she's supposed to take a big bite of this, this whipped cream pie and then say her lines. So we rehearse it, everything's fine, it goes really perfect, you know. We shoot it, she she's, uh, uh, goes to take a bite of the pie and she can't recall her line oh my at God. all. And oh she my. muffs it, you know. Oh. 26 takes later. Oh no. How many pies? I, I'm like berating myself mentally because I'm trying every tactic in the book to, you know, rehearse it, coach her, and like I say, I can usually get a performance out of anybody just about it. And I'm thinking, what is wrong with me that I can't get through this one? I can't pull a performance out of her. I can't even get her to deliver a line. So I said, let's, let's shoot again, relax. She says, we're going to have to quit. We're never going to get this. I said, why? She said, because I know why we're never going to get this. Because I'm trying to lose weight. I went to a hypnotist. Oh, my God. So, so I have a mental block. So when we rehearse, I can do the line. But when I know that I have to bite into the pie, and I'm not allowed to, and I've been hypnotized not to, that's why I blow the line. That's incredible. Oh, so my God. So we quit. We put Russ Dreyer in drag, and he did the part. No. <laughs> And he never lived it down. Yeah. That's fantastic. I, I think you got some uh, some folks out there that want you. Yeah. yeah. We done? Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. You're it's always welcome been back. Fun. Oh, absolutely. What's that again? I didn't plan on this. <laughs> but you're back on. Yeah, I am back on. I and she's back on me. <laughs> we want to introduce yourselves. Go ahead. Hey, I'm Cassie from Southern Soul Searchers. And I'm still so on St. Gary's. Yeah, back again. Yeah, back again. He, he couldn't get rid of me. I'm sitting right next to him. Yeah, all weekend long. Yeah. All night long. So, you know, somebody accused me this morning of being hungover. Yeah, he doesn't drink. And I don't drink. Yeah. Yeah, I, I should be. Uh, that's then I'm Three hungover. I'm hungover peripherally. So how successful for you? Did you have a good show? Yeah, we had a good show. Yeah. And that see, they're so successful. See how successful she had to run <laughs> she off. She had to run. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so they are what? They are the the Southern Soul Searchers, the paranormal investigated investigated team of hot broads. I think they went on an uh, investigation last night. I'm not sure. But they came into the bar and they had abducted one of your guys to go with them. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. They didn't investigate me. I got some spirit action happening. <laughs> really? Yeah. I you, could, you could tell by the, uh, what do they call that? The, never mind. I'm not going to go into the Oh, fumes. you have to now. What, about the fumes? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. What do they call it? Endoplasm. Ectoplasm? Ectoplasm. What, so you've had an experience with ectoplasm? <laughs> I think half this place with me had an experience with ectoplasm. <laughs> a bit of a crop dusting in here. Oh, Jesus. So you at it again? Oh. Unfortunately, from a lot of the people who are walking behind me, bro, yeah. Oh, man. There's kids at that level. I know. That's the best. Because when, <laughs> when you blast them... And then you turn around to examine your dirty work. They're over there covering their faces and, and going like that. Come on, go home, mommy. <laughs> and then they start puking and stuff. That's great. All right, so what was the highlight of the show? Was that it? <laughs> no, the highlight of the show was I got two more movie offers. Really? Yep. That's huge. Yeah, that is huge. When were you going to tell us that? Right now. Okay. It's, I, 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 truth be told... I don't make much dough at the show's selling product because I'm relatively unknown, except up by where I am, Long Island, with a professor. Yeah. But, oh, here comes Cassie again. I get my right. knee sat on. Ah. Mm. There you go. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Now, did you guys go? Did you go? Good morning. Hi. I got another knee. That was uh, Misty Mundy walking by. I have another knee. Yeah, we're doing podcasting over here. It's not a visual, but I could dig it. Yeah, all right. Well, let's let's but talk the, about the, them. Oh yeah, wait. You were talking about you. Yeah, finish the, the movie thing, and then we'll get back to Cassie right, and the Soul it, Searchers. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I know I don't make dough because I'm relatively unknown. But walk around schmoozing it up, and for some reason, people accuse me of having the look. So I got a movie offer 
to, uh, I guess, some kind of lead serial killer role. Oh, I and, can see you doing that. Yeah, I know, because yeah. I have the look, right? No, I just can see you doing that. <laughs> and, then, and then I schmoozed into the guys who did one of my favorite cheese fest cult, cult classic movies, Chillerama, uh-huh. and they're considering doing a sequel. And I and this is the only time I actually asked somebody to be in a movie. I said, if you're ever going to do this, please, please consider me for it. Not a problem. <laughs> so I brought the cookies. And there you go. And, and you're in. That's it. All right. All yours, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, introduce yourself again. And uh, my name is Cassie. I'm from Southern Soul Searchers. Is that better? Yeah, you're right on. And what you got? Well. Want to tell us about tell yourself? Us about Did you go on a little uh, expedition last night? Yes, we went ghost hunting last night. Um, Southern Soul Searchers is a all-female paranormal reality TV show. Hot day We are right in pre-production at this point for our show. Um, we have been here all weekend with these guys. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And right across the way. We went um, ghost hunting last night. We actually had a really good turnout. out. We had 20 people go with us. We had a guided tour through the Slippery Noodle. I heard about this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's a good guy. He has Slippery Noodle right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was Do we want to give them a visual? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a really good tour. And we got to go places that not the, the public doesn't Awesome. Very cool. And how many, do you do this all the time? Is this a monthly thing, weekly thing? How do we see you guys? No, we are going to be on, we're trying to get on network TV right now. Mm. Um, the project is it's in the process of doing crowdfunding for the pilot, and our crowdfunding page will go up next um, Monday. So, cool. so tell the people about it where they could go online yeah, big and definitely, find it. Definitely. Um, you can go on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find us at Ghost Babe South. At Ghost Babe South? Yep. And are you on Facebook, Twitter? Mm, all, of yeah, all of them. Okay. All of them. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And your Twitter, I'm sorry, did you give the Twitter already? Yep, it's Ghost Babe South. Okay, very cool. Well, I'll be heading out, definitely. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Absolutely. And, uh, well, and, uh, well, if you got anything else, how about you? I'm I'm having fun. She can keep talking. I don't mind. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't mind. You want to tell him why? (laughs) Oh, because Cassie is is gracing me by sitting on my lap over here. (laughs) You want to talk about the slippery noodle? (laughs) (laughs) And take... Okay, we're back. And uh, as always on Kettleosa Radio, we're all about the independent artists first. And uh, you've heard from a few today, but this was just impromptu. Uh, Your name is? Ira Gansler. And literally, I met him within two minutes ago. Hands me a book. It looks badass. It's called The Things in the Darkness, which, as you know, I'm all about that. Um, You want to tell us a little bit about it? Yes. uh, It's a very character-driven psychological horror. Uh, It follows uh, your average guy, a guy named Kevin, who uh, is living not not a fantastic, but a decent life. And he's getting along until one day when he experiences a terrible car accident, is actually brought back from the brink of death uh, in the emergency room and then afterwards undergoes into a coma. When he comes out, he starts experiencing these weird sensations, these urges, hearing these voices. And before it's too late, before he can come to the point of constantly harming someone he loves or cares about, he needs to figure out if this is some kind of result of the psychological trauma he just experienced or if he brought something back with him from the other side. Very cool. Very cool. And actually pretty damn original. I'm looking at this beautiful cover. Um, and you said you, you self-published. Uh, first of all, are you on Amazon? How do people find you? I am. The book's available on Kindle and print through Amazon currently. Very cool. That, that cover almost looks a little anime-ish. Um, who did that for you? Uh, the artist's name is Cindy Butar. She um, does a lot of work for a friend of mine, a big film, independent film director up in Dayton, Ohio, Henry Kuto. So he kind of keyed me into finding her. Um, I've worked with Henrik on some stuff, actually, and uh, he, he pointed her out to me, and she did some amazing work for me. Well, I'll tell you right now, Mr. Yansel, I'm probably going to read this, and I'll review it on a future show. Um, 
Looks like I could yeah, I could read this one pretty quickly. Thank God it's only like 800 pages. I, I want to get right to it. But um, yeah, I, I love when people just come up like that and they have something to, that I can review and uh, we'll stay in touch, of course. Um, and when, how do people go about finding you? Facebook, Twitter? I am on Facebook. Um, you can follow me on, uh, find it on the books page with Things in the Darkness. I have an author page, Ira Gansler. Um, I also do a horror blog uh, called The Rage Circus via um, Blogspot, uh, and then I also have another upcoming project uh, in October. Um, my friend that I mentioned, Hannah Cruto, he has a pretty wide distribution deal with Alternative Cinema that the movie Scareways would be releasing, and I actually co-wrote and acted in one of the segments of that as well. Excellent. Wow, geez. All right, you came here with a full resume. <laughs> you should be sitting on this side of the table, sir. Someday you will. Someday you will. That is Ira Gansler here on Kettle Whistle Radio, newcomer to these airwaves, but something tells me we're going to hear from you in the future. Let's see what happens. Good luck to you, sir. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Is that good? We are back once again, yes, and uh, repeat performer this time. A regular to the, these airwaves, I have Mr. Gary Lee Vincent, my hey, publisher, hey. and the, the king of um, Burning Ball Publishing. I'm doing all right, man. Uh, it's been fun. I know we had a lot of fun last night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the days of the dead, <laughs> Sundays of the undead. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> I, I went to bed at five. I should be paying a heavy price. I'm, I'm not. I think the drinks were watered down. I'm just saying. But uh, let's see. We got a lot going on here. I, we've talked to your guys in Valley Timber Belly about Timber, everything. Yes. Everybody should go see this movie when it comes out next year. Now you have a role. Yes, I do. I, I play. Um, I, I'm in the fourth scene, unless they change the order around. Um, but I play a role of a one of Indianapolis's founders, George Pogue. Um, he's not really a good guy or a bad guy. He's one of the neutral characters, but he does have a speaking role. So, so that that's really good. Um, It'll represent my first uh, movie role. I've made music videos before, but it'll be my first time actually in a speaking role in a motion picture. Yeah, I heard you uh, really tore it up too. Uh, they said that you were the best, the most professional of all the actors that day. Oh wow! I'm I'm uh, glad they have the high opinion of me like that. I will say that um, that uh, the purpose of George Pug was to argue with one of the movie's heroes, uh, John McCormick. And uh, they, the argument was about the name of the town of Indianapolis. Was it going to be called Indianapolis or, well, a lot of people don't know, was its other name, which is Mile Square City. So there, at some point, there was a scholarly debate about that. And so that debate is portrayed in Belly Timber, which is really cool because it sort of sets up who these earlier characters are, including John McCormick, the hero of the movie. So that was a very necessary first few scenes that, that were done set the stage for a very, uh, very action-packed horror movie to come. Did they ask you, or what made you want to get the acting bug all of a sudden? Oh, well, actually, it developed through several steps. Um, at the last Days of the Dead in Indianapolis, it was called Days of the Dead Culture Shock. I think it was back in February of this year. Yeah, I missed that one. Yeah, it was, um, it, uh, we, we were there, Burning Bulb, uh, John Russo, myself, uh, author Zach Magea, and um, Solon Sangaris. We were all we were all there doing our book of things, you know, and inter interfacing with the crowd, etc. And um, one of the Belly Timber crew guys had bought Solon's Detour to Armageddon novel, and they they just hit it off. And uh, Solon has a distinct look that would just make <laughs> a perfect horror character yes. that the Belly Timber. Um, producers thought he'd be great in. He's not happy about the beard that he has to keep, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not too happy about that. Um, but pretty, pretty much, uh, you know, he they they wanted him, and so um, we all started talking. We had dinner during one of the nights of the event, and we discussed how the movie, what the movie was about, what its scope was. Um, so they got so under the act. Zachary Magea um, offered to write. The no a novel expanded version of the screenplay and they loved the idea um, and then of course Burning Ball Publishing would publish it um, then in April uh, we met the producers and Zach in uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee in a cabin a weekend retreat to hash out the details um, we went through the script uh, page by page uh, discussed how the novel would go 
and uh, during during the uh, the hashing out, there was this role for George Pug, and he hadn't been cast yet, and I somehow landed it. So I was very excited to do it because that creates a really strong bond between Burning Bulb Publishing, indeed, and yeah. Horror Wasteland Productions, the Belly Timber Production entity. Um, because now here we got Solon acting, we got Zach writing, we got Burning Bulb publishing, and we have Gary Vincent also acting. So what this means is that we can have duality events, such as the one that we're in this right weekend, now, right now, where yeah, we have yeah. not just one Burning Bulb table or even two, we've got in essence five tables. Um, that's a merging of Burning Bulb publishing, John Russo, Belly Timber, so you have David and Solon, myself. We're just a great group of people and this great blending of, of indie writing and indie film. Yeah, a combination. Let's not forget the music aspect, Oh, and too. indie music, you yeah. know. <laughs> well, that was great. I, I really appreciate you coming on here, Gary. Uh, it kind of wrapped things up pretty well. I know we might have a few surprises coming up here in a little bit, we hope. So he doesn't look like he's in the mood today, has he? I don't know. He might be. He's had quite a night last night. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All right. <laughs> let's see if the big guy will come over here. Now introducing Mr. Ken Wallace, co-conspirator of the upcoming horror film, Belly Timber. Oh, here we are, day three, the, uh, what, do you want to call it Dead Sunday? Or No, we shouldn't say that. Uh, it's, there's actually a lot of people here right now, uh, and I'm, who am I here with? Ken, of course, this is the writer-creator of Belly Timber. We met everybody else, except the guy behind it all. You want to tell me, well, what's the inspiration? Where did it come from? Are you Were you always a horror fan? Uh, no, not at all. I've never been into horror movies. The basic concept came from Dustin Gay. Okay. Uh, the idea of, you know, the McCormicks and cannibals, and uh, I didn't, wasn't really too much into the way that they were progressing with some of their storyline. And uh, it was actually uh, me, Dustin, and several of his friends in a garage started just writing this movie. We were just going to do it ourselves, you know, just a bunch of friends. You know, that's pretty, uh, I mean, that's, talk about challenging. Did you even know where you were going to get, like, everybody to act and all your crew? And did you have everybody in mind when you did this? You no, just, like, not at you all. just wing it. Okay. Yeah, we are just winging it. That's cool. And uh, over a period of time, uh, almost everybody, we were meeting, like, once a week every Tuesday for a couple hours, you know, just throwing things together. And uh, cool. everybody quit. Oh no! Yeah, you know, I mean, they just you know didn't want to stick with it, and uh, so even Dustin, uh, he had a period of time where he had some things going on, and so he didn't even call me for like three months. Wow, jeez, okay. Then one day he finally called me back. He's like, "You ready to start doing that again?" I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it." So it was the thing that should not be became. Yeah, and that's exactly. awesome. That's usually the best kind. Uh, so every, every, like all you guys were back in? No, all just along? me and Dustin. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, what, did you sit down and like, did you have a, did you have screenwriting like ability or background or no. you just like, well, I, I, geez, so guerrilla filmmaking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I mean, you know, uh, I mean, I did a lot of creative writing, you know, through my life, but never like a screenplay or a script or anything like that. Writing a script uh, couldn't have been easy. I mean, or was it? Did it just come natural? Yeah. Um, so, so so. I mean, you know, I would like sit there and run things over in my head over and over and over again until it all made sense to me, and then I'd write it down on paper. There you go. Well, then you're a natural at it, and then you, you don't you do what I do. You write a, a skeleton and then fill in the gaps. Right. That's to me that's the most natural way to do something. Yeah. But uh, when you're writing, but everybody has their method, so but that just works for me too. Right. Um. Now, going about finding actors, these people that you were writing. Did they find the right people? Uh, like yeah, how you vision them? I yeah. think mostly, yeah. That's, that's a, I couldn't imagine being the writer and having to see people play the roles that were in your head. I, I, did you have a say in it? Uh, you yeah, did, you did? yeah. I mean, actually, uh, they had Andy Neuer as uh, Sadie and uh, had this other girl by the name of Jamie Masterson as Victoria. And Jamie Masterson dropped out, and as soon as she did, I told everybody, I'm like, look, you know, we need to get... Andy Nord is Victoria. She nice. needs to be a candidate. So we need, you know, we need Sadie to be more of the little house on the prairie type. So I don't know that we quite exactly matched my vision on that, but we're a lot of better off than we were. Cool. And uh, now, how far are we from wrapping up? 
Uh, we're about halfway filled, and uh, so we've still got 13 more scenes to go, a couple pickup scenes, and then editing, soundtrack, all that stuff. So uh, we're looking at like maybe next May or June oh, awesome. as a release okay. of the cool. DVD. Cool. Well, it, it's interesting to see that you seem really satisfied with who they picked and how things are rolling. I mean, was there any point where you said, wait, that's not how it's supposed to happen? Oh, or still saying you're it. still saying it. <laughs> I was. I didn't think it was all peaches and cream. Yeah, no, I'm still saying it. And, you know, we'll have some meetings and some talks about that. And see if we can't, you know, and some edits. Yeah, and edits exactly. That's funny. Some, uh, retakes. And... Well, hopefully the next time I talk to you, I will have seen the film. So, but oh, that'd uh, be great. Appreciate you doing this, Ken. Um, and well, you're on this episode. I can't tell you. I'll edit that part out. All right. <laughs> but anyway, so um, anything else you want to tell people where to find you? Where like, to find me? Yeah, if you have email. I, I know you're not on Facebook. Yeah, no, I'm not on Facebook. And uh, or find the movie. We'll yeah, plug I mean, it again. We've, uh, everybody else, we've got our own Facebook website. And we've got our own website, bellytimberin.com. Easy enough. Contact information there for everybody that's involved in the project. Uh, like I said, the Facebook page that we have, uh, Dustin and Bobby, I think, keep up on that a lot. You know, Dustin more than Bobby, probably. Cool. All right, well, this is fun. I, I appreciate you coming on, and hopefully we'll get you on again.
give us a little. You're just saying you're on. Yep. It's not live. It's not live. So don't worry. Hey. Uh. Yeah. We're here with Bill Mosley, Kettle Whistle Radio. He's back again. as my favorite guest of all time. Yes, I am. Thank you. Always. And this year, I want. My goal was to leave with Spider Mountain. Okay. You didn't have it last year. Yeah. I got it now. Good. What can I expect from that album? Uh, You can expect uh, some songs that were actually um, composed. Uh, the last band I had, Spy- uh, Spider Mountain. The last band I had, Cornbugs with uh, with Buckethead. We did uh, five CDs, over 60 songs, and not one of them was there a second take. We basically just uh, made them up on the spot. That's my favorite part about that. You did tell me that. They Talk. were spontaneous. And with Spider Mountain, um, my music partner is a guy named Ronnie Sharon, and he's played with uh, Hussifer. Which yes. is a tool tool band, Maynard Tool. Yes. And uh, Ronnie has also got a band called Stolen Babies. And uh, the two of us got together, and uh, Ronnie did the music. I did the uh, the words and singing for Spider Mountain. Fantastic. And Ronnie's more of a composer, and he's he's done some great scores. So it was an interesting experience of actually. Uh, Plotting out uh, our songs for Spider Mountain and uh, building them and doing a second, third, even a fourth take. Wow. Okay. I mean, it was a whole new experience. Not your me. style. <laughs> <laughs> Not my style. <laughs> that's me. Hey, these that's are your right. words. I, I, no, I found it very endearing that that's what you did in one take. I was in a punk rock band, late 80s, and that's what we did. And that's all we did. Yeah, that's, that's all, all you yeah. do. It's hilarious, but it's fun. You did it for the fun. Now you're doing takes. So, are you enjoying it as much? Um, yeah, it, it, it's a different, it's a different kind of enjoyment. Um, but I'm glad that I have that experience as well. You gotta as, get this. Uh, you gotta get this. Yes. Oh, well, we get boss. He's got a crowd coming. Yeah. Go for Hi. it. Hi. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey. All right. Yeah, he's always okay. busy. Always busy. All right. So yes. Well, you know, and it's interesting because I now that I had the cornbuds experience of spontaneity and the spider mountain experience of composing, I was able to bring that with me down to uh, southern Louisiana in March of uh, this year, 2015, to uh, work with Phil Anselmo. Oh, I, I was going to ask you about. Uh, yeah. You know, last time we talked about my shirt, yep. I had on. Yeah. There we go. And, uh, you know, he is wearing the Pantera shirt. He's a fan, though. Phil. Phil's a fan of you. Phil is, uh, Phil and I are are great buddies. And Phil, um, Phil uh, finally relented because I kept bugging him and saying we should make some music sometime. And it's kind of like somebody, like, tugging on on the coattails of Paul McCartney or like, hey we should make some music like yeah right uh, I'm I'm a musical superstar you are a musical non-entity uh, but you know Phil finally fell for my <laughs> badgering I guess he just got sick of it and he said okay I'm going to uh, I'm going to be available for a couple of days in March this is again 2015 and uh I had some air miles, so I got an airline ticket from Los Angeles, where I live, down to uh, New Orleans. I rented a car. I drove up to Phil's place, hung out there for a couple, three days, and um, we cranked out four songs. I was hoping that Phil was going to sing some of them. He, oh boy. he does some vocals on one or two, but very limited. He so let you can. It's me. I'm the singer. I love it. And uh, Phil does all of the guitars. Uh, we uh, had some some drum tracks put in there, so got these four songs, and uh, and uh, the group is called Phil and Bill, and the album is called uh, Songs of Darkness and Despair, and it should debut sometime in November. Oh, okay. In San Antonio at the uh, Housecore Horror and Metal Festival. Okay, so there was no chance Liquid Metal and XM played it already, and nothing from that yet? No okay. one has played anything. Okay, because there's some new Phil stuff on there, but it, it yeah. wasn't you, apparently. It wasn't me. Because he was singing. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> oh so God. it definitely wasn't Phil and Bill. <laughs> um, Buckethead, are you still playing with him when you go back to... Uh, I haven't talked to Buckethead in probably four years. So, okay, that answers he that He called question. me one night and said, I, I probably won't be talking to you for a while. And I said, okay. Because, you know, with Buckethead, it's basically... Just say okay. 
and uh, and I haven't heard from him in, in a couple of years. Well, you're working with a friend of mine. Uh, you have this movie coming out. You did the sound, uh, the voice for uh, the soldiers in Devil Dogs. Yep. Yeah. I yeah. haven't done it yet. Oh, you haven't done it. No, That's, I, oh, haven't, it's I haven't recorded yet. Yeah. Okay, I see. That's coming yes, later. Yes, I'm projected. I'm projected as a yes. So you, 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 uh, you, you sit know, I need a, You want to give me a, a sharpie? <laughs> He's signing sharpie. the authentic Texas Chainsaw two. Yes, I do that for Virgil, just out of out of love. Unreal. Yeah, we're watching history in the making here. Yeah. <laughs> Every letter formed by my crooked left hand. <laughs> Fantastic. Beautiful. Put your money away, Virg. You, you made me an internet sensation. So God bless you, man. Appreciate it. All right. Looking forward to seeing you again. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. That's the fan moment. That's Bill Mosley yeah. with his fans and how he treats them. Yeah. Um, we don't get this exclusive story of what happened last night, do we? Uh, how you know, did in the internet of, sensation? In of, well, <laughs> Sid Haig and I had just finished uh, circumambulating the VIP party here at Days of the Dead Indianapolis. And um, we went into the men's room and there was Virgil wearing his humongous outfit. He basically had on a black diaper and a hockey mask. And uh humongous one of my favorites back I'm just saying. And uh and Sid was washing his hands at the sink as as humongous was fixing his face or whatever he was doing. And uh, I took a picture, a candid <laughs> Instagram picture. And um I posted it on my Instagram site at Chop Top Mosley, and uh, it's just, I, I don't know if it's gone viral, but uh, very well over over 1,400 likes, <laughs> and I don't have that many followers, That's so hilarious. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. How does this happen? Oh, and you met my friend in the, that just went by uh, yes. from the, the movie Belly Timber? Yes, Chris, Christopher. Yes, yeah. he is Amazing extraordinary. Guy. Yeah, um, yeah we, we had him on here earlier, we were talking about that, right. those are my guys over there. That's awesome. All right, um, so how do we find all your music, and do you want uh, them to find all your music? Yes, you can. You can find my music at uh, Chop Top. Barbecue.com. That's C H O P T O P S B B Q dot com. That's tough to do. I know. I, I can't remember. Tops BBQ.com. <laughs> and and uh, uh, if you go, if you just click on Buy Stuff, you'll go to a place where you can get the music. It's also available on Amazon. I think uh, you can actually get it on eBay, Amazon. You can download it off uh, CD Baby. Awesome, very cool. Thank you again for doing this. I love talking music. And come with to you. the come to the conventions, and yeah, you can that's you, know, key. you know, and I'll buy you know, I'll sign the uh, CDs. And stuff. He lets me waste his time once a year. Yeah, but yeah, uh, thanks again. Pleasure. And uh, we'll be playing some Spider Mountain on this one. What song do you want us to play? Uh, you can play a couple of them. There's uh, Sex Life of a Punk is very good. And it's, okay, it's wrong. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, one of my faves is uh, Bloodsucker Blues and, of course, Stupid Life of a Mom Eater. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Um, do you want to interpret one song for us? Because these are great titles. Uh, I think they're all pretty self-explanatory. And that's it. Let's just yeah. listen to the songs, folks. All you got to do is hear the title and, and you kind of know what's coming. Little, not like the Deftones where nobody knows what's going on. The music's great. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't know what's going to hear. I can't well, wait who to did, Who to did I Touch Myself? Ah. Uh, Oh, the oh the vinyl, the vinyls, the vinyls and she the passed vinyls. away. Actually. Yeah, she passed away. And that yeah, shame, they were great. She yeah, was beautiful girl. Oh my God. Well, that's you won't hear that on the Spider Man no. CD. I'm sure. looking at this, folks. You're not going yeah. to. But, <laughs> but look it up. And uh, again, well, thank you, Mr. Bill Mills. And what do you have right. coming up next? Do you have a, a, another movie coming up? Real uh, quick. Yes, the next the next thing I'm doing, I'm going to uh, uh, Australia in August to do a movie, another movie with a director, a great writer director named Christopher Sun. And we're doing something called uh, Boar, B-O-A-R. And uh, it's basically about a giant feral pig in the outback of Australia that runs around uh, killing people. Oh, man. It's kind of a Jaws on land. As, oh, as I'm in. It. I am already in. Yeah. Fantastic. So I'm, I'm going to take on Boar. I'm not playing Boar. I'm taking on Boar. Remember Razorback? Back yeah. In it's basically, that's what inspired him, because that's yeah. an Aussie, too. And he, loves, he loves that. Aussie Grindhouse, man. Yes, yes. Play. Razorback's a hard one to find. I can only get it uh, on shows like this. Yeah. So. I, did a sh I, did, uh, I did a movie, along with Kane Hodder, we both did a movie last year called, uh, for Chris' son, called uh, Charlie's Farm. 
that's a big slasher movie, giant slasher, played by a guy named Nathan Jones, who's okay. also in Fury Road. Oh, yeah, I got to Plays see this. the giant son of, you know, the, the main bad guy in Fury Road. And, um, and Kane fights him. Um, I'm his dad, so I guess that shows you how... How we evolve in the uh, horror genre. Uh, he, Mr. Mosley <laughs> looks really good for his age. Don't let him fool you, yeah, folks. That's right. you got to meet him in person. Take my word for it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, looks right. like you Thank got you some guests much. here. So. Okay. Thanks again, sir. All right. Appreciate it. Hi, how's it going? It was so long what I did to my sister. Been a long time since I ate. I'm out of my head because I'm out of my mitts. I jump in the pit and I feel great. Sex, 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 sex. I'm so fucking drunk. Sex, 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 live of a punk. Sex, 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 my donut needs a dump. Sex, 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 live of a punk. Come to me or I'll stop you. I'll slap you upside your head. My plans demand your service. Let's do it in the dumpster. I ain't got a fan. Sex, 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 sex. Trout just like a skunk. Sex, 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 life of a punk. Sex, 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 I'm so fucking drunk. Sex, 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 life of a punk. Wanna read about it? Don't you wanna bleed about it? Don't you get so tight about it? Get your panties in a knot. Don't you wanna read about it? Don't you wanna bleed about it? Don't get so uptight about it. What are you gonna do? Fight about it? Get 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 down. Get 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 The sirens they are wailing. Your face is flashing red. Lick my fucking dog Martin beard while I shave your fucking head. Sex, 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 sex. I'm so fucking drunk. Sex, 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 life of a punk. Sex, 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 sex. Daddy needs a slump. Sex, 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 life of a punk. So for all you politicians who think you're smoking hot. You might be better citizens if you hit some teenage twat. Sex, 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 I'm so fucking drunk. Sex, 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 life of a punk. Sex, 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 my donut needs a gun. Sex, 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 life of a punk. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production. Electric Cast. Electric Acid.